Hey there, it's me, your money, and welcome to Tandia Talks Money. They say money talks, and it is true, I do. And I also like to work hard. They say it builds character, but it also builds TFSAs and RRSPs, which is why every week Tandia will share new ideas, tips, and wisdom from Tandia's finest to help you get to where you want to go. You know, with a little help from me, of course. Like, who else? I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash, the monster mash. It was a graveyard mash. He did the mash. Oh, okay. You knew when this song came on, there was about to be a party. If you grew up in the 90s and you were a millennial, when this song came on, it was about to get down. Even now, my daughter's dance class this week turned out the lights. This song dropped and it was a party. Talk about a song that really has stood the test of time. Because it's Halloween, right? And when you were a child, you know, the things that spooked you at night most were probably, you know, the monsters that lived in your closet or under your bed. However, these days, your late night worries are likely much more tangible and probably, you know, revolve around money. In fact, I'm sure that there are some people out there that have some sort of form of fear of money as the thing that scared them the most, along with, you know, thunder and lightning, snakes, fire, spiders, the dentist, I'm sorry if you are listening and you're a dentist, but I'm scared of you. Or maybe you are afraid of showing up to school as the Little Mermaid on Halloween when nobody else is. Yeah, that's my scary Halloween story for you. It was an eerie Halloween morning. No, I'm just kidding. But legit, I showed up to school in grade one, waddled my way to my class. I was late, had full makeup, my red wig, and... Nobody else was dressed up. I was met with a circle of grade ones who turned and laughed at me and pointed. You know, I don't think I'm over it. And I still to this day, I am like very apprehensive. If there's a costume party or Halloween, I like double check, triple check, wear a costume I can take off and not be waddling around in if no one else is dressing up. It's been a long time since grade one and it's stuck with me. And to the point where like my daughter is in grade one, and she ironically asked to be the Little Mermaid. And, you know, it's just it's just brought up some fears. So there's my scary Halloween story for you. But OK, let's get back to business. If you're caught up, you know, in the nighttime nocturnal money worry cycle, there is hope for both, you know, your sleep and your finances. So welcome to our Halloween edition of Ask Us Anythings featuring all things that financially scare you. Boo. I'm joking. I hope that didn't scare you. Please, I hope you're not driving. Anyways, let's get to it. Financial fear number one. You know, maybe a catastrophic event is going to drain my bank account. Why does that scare us? Well, it's a common scenario. You know, you hear about 
a story about your best friend's cousin was in a terrible car crash and you automatically start to wonder when an accident or medical catastrophe or natural disaster is going to strike you and how are we going to financially prepare for it, right? Like not only are we scared of the natural disaster or the catastrophic event, but how do we financially recover from that? So how do we conquer this fear? How do we go about, you know, making sure we feel a little bit better when it comes to these unfortunate, unexpected events that happens. So number one, maybe you need to assess where your fear is coming from. Is it because you feel you are not prepared in your financial picture or are your fears coming from watching Final Destination? Too many times. I can't drive behind a truck holding tree trunks. That doesn't often happen, but you know, that's where your mind goes. I mean, it's likely the first point. If you focus your energy on what you can control, then all the things that you can't, like these unexpected events, will maybe feel a little less daunting. So what does that mean? So maybe you need to start by reviewing your emergency fund. Maybe you need to beef it up a little bit so you have a little bit of a cushion to cover that unexpected cost. Maybe another important to do is reviewing your statements. This includes insurance coverage, right? We talk about creating positive financial habits and reviewing your statements on a regular basis. This includes insurance. So is your homeowner's insurance enough to cover that natural disaster you worry about? Do you feel you need to opt for a different health plan? Or simply, do you have the coverage? This is all part of your financial picture. And while, you know, you can't predict when something bad is going to happen or the unexpected event or the natural disaster, you can feel a little bit more prepared when it does because you'll have a better understanding of your financial picture. So as much as I could say these things are not going to happen or, you know, you won't be affected by it, that's not the case. But it's how prepared can you be now so that when those things do happen, you don't feel it's as much of a blow and you have a better understanding of your financial picture. Moving on. Next person, financial fear number two, what they're scared of. They're going to lose their shirt in the stock market. Why does this scare us? So anyone who has experienced the last recession either lost some money themselves, know someone who did, read scary media reports about people who lost all their money. And with those kinds of headlines haunting us, haunting us, ooh, no, I just feel really in the Halloween spirit today. Anyways, uh, maybe it's because I've already dipped into the Halloween chocolate before we've given it out, but that could be a reason why. But why wouldn't we fear the markets when, you know, we're seeing these headlines, we're seeing this especially with all the news about interest rates going up, like how does this affect us? But the reality is, you know, unless you're 100% in and you don't pay attention to your portfolio at all, then the chances are you are not likely to suffer like complete financial ruin from the volatility in the market. I know it can seem hard sometimes to fall victim to the headlines and it can create some panic. But what I think is important here is to maintain some sort of perspective and look at your whole financial picture. How do we go about conquering this? Well, you know, the best place to start would be to figure out what your comfort level is with risk. And maybe you need to reframe the concept of loss in different ways. So for instance, ask yourself, if you are okay with losing 20% of your portfolio, if the market correction occurs. Now, well, you know, when you say 20%, you might be quick to judge saying, yeah, I'm totally good to lose 20%. But if you put that into numbers, and you ask yourself if you're prepared to go from a $100,000 investment to an $80,000 investment, you might freak out a bit. And, you know, you might have a different view. So 
even though it's the same thing. But when you see it in numbers in real life, you might have a different view or you might have a different perspective. And that is what maybe makes you feel triggered when you think you're going to lose all your money. So it's important to assess your comfort with risk. And that can help you determine how you might diversify your portfolio. Seek out a trusted advisor to guide you through this risk assessment and offer you what would fit your situation right. So if you feel like I'm going to go from 100000 to 80000 if that freaks you out, then maybe it's time to reinvest or reassess your situation and then go from there. So that way you don't feel like you're losing your shirt in the stock market. Next person, financial fear number three. I'll never dig out of debt. So why does this scare us? Well, according to a new report by Equifax, and by new, I mean September, so it's fairly new, Canadian consumer debt has risen to $2.32 trillion, with an average debt load of approximately 21000 excluding mortgages per household. These numbers represent an increase of 8.2% over the last year, and 6.4% between the first and second quarters of 2022. Now, part of what lies behind this fear of never digging out of debt is sometimes poor financial literacy and, you know, just ignorance about the repercussion of paying compound interest. We are susceptible to continue to keep racking up debt because the payments seem manageable, yet we're not looking at the long-term effects or how long it's going to take us to pay it off or how much interest are we actually paying over the term of this loan or credit card or whatever it is that we are line of credit, whatever it might be versus, you know, it seems manageable. So we're, yeah, sure, no problem, we'll take it. But then in the long term, how much are we actually paying and how long are we actually carrying this debt? Specifically in Canada, in the recent years, credit card companies are now required to explain on their bills exactly how long it'll take you to pay off your debt if you only make minimum payments each month. And I'm sure if you've looked at your credit card statement, you see, you know, it's going to take you 53 years to pay off this like $4,000 balance, I should say, on your credit card. And now if you only maintain the minimum payment. Now, I can see why that could freak you out a little bit. That seems like you're never going to be out of this situation and you're only going to ever be paying this credit card down. So what can you do to conquer this fear? What can you do to make sure that you're putting the right foot forward? It's maybe start by evaluating what your current debt situation is and create a step-by-step plan and stop making it too big and too unrealistic because it makes it so much harder to stick to these plans when you're like, yeah, I'm going to knock this credit card down in like three months when maybe it might take you six. Little steps help you get the bigger wins. So it's important to evaluate what you have currently as your debt? What is a plan of action that is realistic for you to set forth and maintain? Maybe you need to consider calling your credit card company or financial institutions to see if you can negotiate a lower interest rate that will save you on interest costs. And now maybe once you've lowered these rates, you can figure out the amount you'd need to pay and what works with your budget to eliminate that debt in, let's say, five years or less versus, you know, it's going to take you 52 Another important part of the debt-free equation is to make sure you aren't racking up more debt than you need to. So if that means you need to leave your cards at home, clear that history on your online 
shopping carts, you know, sometimes that makes it too easy. Sure. Yeah. We remember that credit card. No problem. Just yeah, check. It's coming. Um, and maybe you need to stick to a cash budget. If you do all of the above, this might help you keep to your manageable plan and keep things under control. You're not adding more debt. You're sticking to a cash budget. I know, you know, I think I've said in multiple episodes before, but my husband gets a notification every time we use our credit card. And let me tell you, it is super annoying, but he keeps me in check, which I do appreciate. And it's great because we don't feel like we're overspending on things after because, you know, there's another person that's like, hey, stop doing that and stop charging things to the credit card. Use cash only, which is better in the long run, but sometimes annoying, you know, but Hopefully it's Halloween. We didn't scare you too much. You're not going to overindulge in chocolate. Maybe you are. It's so much easier to eat like the little sized candy bars as I look beside me and I see like Nibs, Mars, Snickers, Crispy Crunch. Yeah, I'm not even lying. I'm not even sad about that. You know, it's one time a year where I get to steal my kids' chocolate. So anyways, hopefully you found some value through these podcasts. Hopefully we didn't scare you too much. Maybe my Halloween Little Mermaid story did scare you. Maybe you're going to rethink like, is everybody dressing up today? I don't know, but maybe this will stick with you too. Ultimately, we do these podcasts every week because we believe in the power of financial literacy. And sometimes by having an understanding of your financial picture, helping it be relatable really helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and really help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to do. At the end of the day, we're all in the same boat and we're here to just help each other out. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time. Whether it's with a question about our business or a comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial questions. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you have a safe and happy Halloween tonight. Hope you found some value through this podcast. We are on all the social channels, so please snap a photo of this tag us, share us on your channel so we can help get the word out. Don't forget, you can also always, always, always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon. Happy Halloween. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you. Tandia.